The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome into this Wednesday hump day edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yow, joined by the true blue Hall of Famer Mo Patton and anchored down. Don't, don't get those confused. I'm yeah, not a, no, no. Yeah, it's not the MTSU Hall of Fame. So. Yet. Uh, anchored down over here as Clark Lee was on the stage today at SEC Media Days. JP Plant is trying to teach me how to do this. I don't. I. I. I it's we'll uh. You see use the first three. Your thumb and your two fingers. And that's a anchor. It. Anchor down. That's that. Guys, oh, oh, that's not what you're talking about. I'm sorry, guys. Guys. <laughs> this is how I used to eat pizza as a kid mm-hmm. because the Ninja Turtles only had three fingers. Oh, that's I right. Don't know yeah. what this means? This Fears. is not. Anchor down. This is. I'm hungry and I want pizza or live long and prosper. I, I'm confused. <laughs> Are you a Trekkie as no. opposed to a prosper? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's all hand signs. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I wasn't in the gangs. Then <laughs> <laughs> turn to Lawson Smith hanging out. Exciting news for him as yeah. He, it is after he gets our signature, if he gets our signature. Mm, there we go. He gets to go to grad Keep school. Keep reminding him of that because he tends to forget. He, he <laughs> Lawson sometimes just uh you know, he's like, oh, I got this in the bag. It's funny when we were at um, <laughs> the Hall of Fame at the Hall of Fame um, dinner ceremony, <laughs> and Teresa Lawson's mom during her um, induction speech was talking about um, Lawson being a graduate of, graduate of the University of Tennessee. Chris turned around and we looked at each other and said, maybe, maybe. <laughs> like in unison, yeah. it was perfect. So it, it was a thing of beauty. Uh-huh. I was like, man, that's why we were talking about the jinx. You owe me a Coke later. As I was like, man, if me and Mo ever tried to do that, we, oh. would, ne- we would never, we wouldn't know who owed who a Coke <laughs> <laughs> or, or who owed who multiple Cokes. Yeah. It's, uh. it's pretty regular. It's scary regular. You would need an intern just to keep up with who owes who a Coke. <laughs> just about. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you're watching live on Facebook, we appreciate your, uh, your being here and letting us know. We, we certainly appreciate that. Obviously if you're on Twitter, we thank you. Uh, for watching there as well. If you're on our website, you can certainly um, 
You can certainly watch us there as well. Just click the play button on the on the, on the right hand side of the website. Uh, it's it's basically YouTube, so you can watch it there. It's it's awesome. Um, speaking of the website, <laughs> yeah, as we have breaking news coming off the top of the show here, we got a lot of of breaking things as you just heard. If you heard uh, George Plaster's the final five minutes of his show. Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Houston Chronicle article saying that they could be coming to the SEC. We'll talk about that later in the show. But right now, some high school breaking news, uh, very pertinent to Murray County. Yeah, um, got word earlier this afternoon that the transfer of Jason Hoth from Columbia Central to Spring Hill is a done deal. He will be joining the coaching staff there and the at his alma mater. And the teaching staff? Yes. Yeah, that transfer has gone through. So um, so that's good that they'll have a coach in the building. Yeah. Um, 2003 Spring Hill graduate Jason Hoth returning home. Don't think this was quite the way he intended for it to happen, but there it is. Ben Martin obviously excited to – Welcome him onto the staff on the heels of Josh Taylor and Montana Cairns, which um, was announced over the weekend. So, yeah, we've got an article up on the website. Just went up in the last couple of seconds, literally. So, yeah, You know, I'm really intrigued by this because Jason Hoth is a good football coach. I don't know. Obviously, with his – career record and whatever. I don't know if he's necessarily a head coach at that level. Um, but I mean, nonetheless, he's a good football coach and Ben Martin is getting a heck of a staff. He's, he's certainly, he's pulled Alan Moat, offensive coordinator at, uh, Summertown last year. So he's got him on his staff. Obviously now, Josh Montana and Jason Hoth joining Ben and 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 I think that's one of the concerns that there has been <laughs> a lot with, of coaches with Spring Hill is coaches just and and when I say just bodies I, I don't mean that in a disparaging manner it's just you know when you when you're talking about the numbers that you have out there things are more efficient when you have more folks so that you don't have kids standing around while you're trying to work on position specific work. So, right, you can you can take the DBs off and do something while you're working on that the shells the front sevens. Mm-hmm. I, that that's huge. It, it's it's big to have that ability. So good news for Spring Hill. I mean, I think this is going to be a positive for them. I I mean, I, coming I, I, in now, I'm not sure what they're going to, you know, if they're going to be implementing any of their philosophies, but again, just having bodies out there to, to create a time and a place to focus in and, and give those kids the individual attention they need. That'll be a positive for them. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, for the, for the timeliness of all this, it's good that Jason can continue to be involved on, on a football field somewhere. And, you know, there's still going to be a lot going on, I think, 
with those two programs, particularly with Columbia Central, but, you know, with Spring Hill as well. And we will continue to try to monitor that and keep you, the listener, or you, the reader, informed in as timely a manner and with as concise and accurate information as we can provide you. There you go. And that's what you'll find at sm-tnsports.com. Comprehensive and timely coverage of local high school sports in southern Middle Tennessee. Uh, Another coaching change does not involve Murray County necessarily, but is one that I do want to get mentioned. Um, Got word of this late yesterday evening. Good friend of mine, actually. Um, Kyle Turnham, who resigned earlier this year after six seasons as girls basketball coach at Murfreesboro Central, has taken the girls basketball reins at Shelbyville Central, which doesn't mean as much in this area now since Columbia Central is going in a different direction as it did. But still, um, Kyle's wife, Diane Turnham, is the senior women's administrator at Middle Tennessee State which is also where the guy whose name is on the floor at Shelbyville Central now coaches women's basketball, Rick Ensel. Right. Also, um, his son, Stephen, was actually on my hockey team a couple years ago. Look at there. See? Yeah. It's all full circle. There you go. It all comes full circle. Six degrees from Rick Ensel. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, Kyle – like I said, six seasons at Murfreesboro Central, was also at Blackman with the boys previously, um, coached at Chattanooga State as men's basketball coach down there. 33 years of coaching experience. He is now stepping in as coach of the Golden Eagleettes. Meanwhile, Cody Howard from West Tennessee, um, a lot of experience out that way, just finished as an assistant coach at Dodge City Community College out in Kansas. He is the new boys basketball coach um we touched on it a few weeks ago it was a husband and wife coaching team at Shelbyville Central last year that departed to take over um out at Madison Academic over in Jackson so congratulations to coach Turnham and coach Howard yeah that's that's big Shelbyville getting a good one yeah getting a couple of good ones it seems like they will be in a four-team district, so they're they're assured of going to the region next year. With um, what's it with Franklin County, Warren County, and I'm not Coffee sure. County. Is it Coffee? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Four-team district district six, four A. So they will be in the region with um the four A teams out of the Chattanooga area: Bradley Central, Cleveland, McMinn, Ottawa, Ray County. Chattanooga Howard and Walker Valley. So they got to hope that that region tournament is somewhere in in District 6. Otherwise, those are some hellacious road trips there. Yeah, not ideal. Not, not ideal. Not a lot of fun. <laughs> Big show for you today. Uh, the next segment, we've got uh, post-19 manager Scott Beasley joining us on Coach's Corner uh, to talk about the impending State tournament series, <laughs> the state final series yeah. with uh, the, with the uh, the folks in Giles County. 
Also, we'll talk about the Braves. They played once today already. They are about to start playing again in the next few minutes. Uh, So we will keep abreast of that throughout the show. Steve Irvine from down in Birmingham. He's written for UABsports.com, AL.com, and Birmingham News, and and so many others. Uh, He will join us live from the beach to talk Conference USA West. (laughs) <laughs> and and uh, how, better man than I am, yeah. Because nah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said he said he was just hanging out, and I said, well, if you've got time, we'd love to have you. And he he obliged. So we will have Steve Irvine come on the show, and uh, we'll talk more about that Houston Chronicle article that talks about Oklahoma and Texas. Are they going to be in the SEC? The, the 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 article says in the next few weeks it will be announced. I. This is this is wild. This is wild and wacky. And it, it is, is wild and wacky so, Wednesday. There you go. So we will talk about that. And no better person to be on the at the podium on wild and wacky Wednesday at SEC Media Days than Mike Leach. So we'll talk about some of the things he had to say because, well, you know that Mike Leach had some things to say. Oh, without question. Or really, he didn't have anything to say, and that's kind of what was so unique about it. Um, Tell you what that means, and yeah, it's pretty interesting. We also uh, we're we're going to steal from George Plaster. George Plaster for just a second at some point because his stat of the day kind of had us blown away, swinging and missing a bunch. Yeah, yeah. This I got. Be fun. I only got two of those. I knew one, and I knew five. I did not know the other three, and would have never gotten four. I got two of them. <laughs> yeah, I got two. You got two. Did we you get got the, the same, same two. two. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx, yeah. you owe me a Coke. Come on. <laughs> sun drop. I'll take a sun drop whenever. No. <laughs> First, before we get out of here, though, we need to give you the Wednesday rundown. This is the rundown. In baseball action... Of area interest. Okay, there we go. On Tuesday night, Kansas City defeated Milwaukee 5-2. It was the Braves edging the Padres 2-1, and the Cubs defeated the Cardinals 7-6. Also, Jacksonville defeated Nashville 4-0. And today, we had a couple of games already. The Padres edged the Braves 3-2. The Royals just finished a 6-3 win over the Brewers. And in minor league baseball action, a... Six-run tenth inning lifts the Nashville Sounds over the Jumbo Scrimps seven to one, snapping a four-game losing streak. Hey, yeah, that's big. So well done, Sounds. There we go. Um, NBA Finals action last night. The Bucks defeated the Suns one hundred five ninety eight, wrapping up that championship series four two. No one happier than George Plaster as Giannis Antetokounmpo. With a huge sure. night. The Greek freak, baby. There Close. Close. Giannis. Giannis is his name. Period. Just Giannis. Giannis. He's, <laughs> he's like, Cooper. Yeah. yeah. That's you were close. That's yeah, what you said. Close. Or yeah. J.A. Whatever. In Olympics action, um, Sweden shut out the United States women's national team 3-0. In softball at the Olympics, it was Team USA 2, Italy nothing. Wednesday schedule, Padres and Braves kicking off right now. We're talking about South and on our sister station, WKRM 
FM. The Rangers and Tigers tonight at 610. That's on ESPN+. Plus. Cubs, Cardinals at 7. That's on Big ESPN. Big ESPN. Big ESPN. <laughs> uh, Olympic softball tonight. Team USA takes on Canada at 8 on NBCSN. Followed by Japan and Mexico at 10. It's kind of a tight window. And Italy at Aust- versus Australia at 1 a.m. All these games on NBCSN. Yeah. Stick up and watch them. Should be fun. All right. That's going to do it for your Wednesday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. All right. When we come back, like I said, Scott Beasley, post-19 manager, joining us on Coach's Corner. So stick around. On Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, we will be right back right after this. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint to the Lee Company Studio. Happy to have you guys along with us here in the Front Porch Sports Headquarters of WKOM 1017 FM and on Facebook, Twitter, and our website, sm-tnsports.com. Now, got... uh, Got a lot of good stuff to talk about today, but before we get into all of the exciting news from around the world, we need to welcome in on Coach's Corner, brought to you by our friends at From the Heart Cafe in Chapel Hill, located at 4384 Nashville Highway, Suite 200. That just means they're right next to the gym. (laughs) Turn like you're going to Henry Horton. It's right there on the right. You can't miss it. It's the best food they close at seven tonight so if you're still thinking about dinner options on your way home stop in see renee hart and the gang they will take great care of you now on the phone we have post 19 manager scott beasley scott welcome in how are y'all doing 
Doing well, Scott. Um, feels like we've been running ever since we got in here, but it's nice to get a chance to calm down and, and focus on the show now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so this best of five state championship series is kind of a unique approach that you guys and Pulaski Post 60 are taking. Um, but I guess when there's only two teams, you can, you can do that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of an idea we've been kicking around really the last four or five years. Um, but in years past when you've had anywhere from, you know, four to 10 teams in the state, you know, kind of spread all over, uh, it's obviously hard to, to play a two out of three or three out of five. If you, if you're playing Dyersburg or Gallatin or somewhere. Um, and just kind of the way it fell with a couple of teams dropping down to 17U and, or just dropping out completely. You know, once it left me and Pulaski, we're like, hey, if we're ever going to do it, this is the year. It's a pretty good idea. I mean, it gives your guys a chance to to get some extra games in, but also it really feels like, you know, it, it forces you to – to use your staff and not just, you know, a game or two here uh, to win a championship. You, you really have to have a pitching staff. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, really, like you said, test, you know, kind of the overall strength of your team versus just having the best one or two pitchers. Um, so, I, you know, I, I like that up in some of the bigger Legion states like North Carolina, uh, you know, they play district and region and all that. And all theirs is, is two out of three series. Um, so, you know, only the ones with fewer teams usually do the traditional double elimination. So I, I'm excited to see how the format works. Um, hopefully we get good weather where you don't run into too much delays, but um, it'll definitely, you know, test your, your pitching staff and, and kind of how you manage each game. Visiting with Post-19 Seniors Coach Scott Beasley here on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe out at Chapel Hill. Scott, um, I know you guys are 15-7 on the regular season now. How did you all do in your matchups with Pulaski this year? Um, we beat them both times. Um, you know, I wouldn't get much away from those two games. Um, you know, Pulaski really, really hasn't played much this year, um, especially kind of as a whole team. So, it, even though we're we're so close to each other and play, you know, some of the same tournaments, that it it really is almost an unknown with them. Um, so, so, so it'll definitely be interesting to see, you know, Friday night as far as who's there and, and what their lineup looks like because um, of. The one time we we beat them in our Fourth of July tournament on, on a Saturday, but they were pretty depleted at that point. Uh, you know, so I don't take a whole lot out of that game. Gotcha. As I'm looking over your your team's statistics here, team team batting average of over 300 at 311. Uh, you guys seem to have a a lot of plate discipline too. 131 walks to just to, to 97 strikeouts. Is that something that you've been uh, pleased with? Is that why you guys are able to hit the ball so well because of the plate discipline? Yeah, I think it, you know, that definitely helps um, really for the most part, have a pretty low strikeout ratio as well. Um, 
you know, completely different than when we talked preseason. You know, at that time we thought, man, we're going to pitch it really well and Mike struggled to hit. Uh, as it turned out, it's kind of been the opposite. Um, one through nine, you know, we have confidence in pretty much every guy that's out there. And, and honestly, at times there's a guy or two on the bench that, that hitting wise probably deserves to be out there as well. Um, you know, it's a combination of good approaches and, and guys, you know, putting the ball in play and, and, and some guys have really elevated their game. Um, you know, Dawson Hargrove was a good hitter in high school, but he's kind of taken it to another level this summer. Um, you know, obviously Grant Burles and Brantley Whitwell, you know, they, they had great high school careers as well. Um, but there, it is really, you know, one through nine depth for us hitting wise. Dawson at 451 and a 1.393. Uh, OPS. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, for a guy like you said, who is who is headed to um, Southwest Tennessee to to pitch. I mean, maybe they have to reevaluate what they see him as as well, Scott. At this point, is that um, is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean that's fair, and and, and I understand the college viewpoint of you know kind of specializing on something to really get the max potential there. Uh, you know, the second half of the season. Uh, you know, he's hit some of the hardest balls we've seen hit in a while. Um, he's just uh, it's bound to be looking like a beach ball when he's up there hitting. You know, it's just uh, it's not cheap hits by any means. I mean, he, he's hitting the ball and really driving it well. And just two strikeouts. Two. That's... And I'm sure he'd tell you he weren't strikes. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm sure he's right. Given the seasons he's had this year, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you if if anybody is has reason to question any umpire strikes on it, might be him. Be he Dawson. may be the only one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh. So I don't know, Scott, how much you know about whoever you might see should you get out of the state and to the Southeast Regional down at Pelham, Alabama. Um. What are you? What are your thoughts what are your expectations about who else might be down there should you should you make that yeah i think you're gonna see um retief oil which is jesuit high school based out of new orleans they have actually already won the louisiana state championship they had theirs about a week and a half ago um so that's one team that's kind of already locked in there um whoever wins alabama whether it be troy or tuscaloosa both those teams are, are really solid. Same thing out of Mississippi. Uh, you're going to see either Tupelo, more than likely Tupelo, maybe Pontotoc. Um, I expect Tupelo to come out of Mississippi. I think they're 22 and 2. Um, we're the only team to beat them this year so far, and they've gone and traveled and played some, some tournaments places. So, um, you know, those are some that, that I would expect to see. Uh, you know, the host team is, is based, I think, I think somewhere out of Birmingham. I don't know how good they'll be. Um, and then who knows what comes out of, like, Georgia. In um, the same, the Tennessee winner matches up with the Florida winner in the first game of the tournament. Um, you know, historically, Tallahassee's been coming out of Florida, but they changed coaching staffs a year or two ago. So that's probably not going to be the case. 
But there's some team, some states have their state tournament this weekend, and, and then a couple of the others actually wait till next weekend, which you know kind of bumps them up real close to to the regional. Which is kind of dicey with weather being what it is in the southeast this time of year. Yeah, it doesn't think. make sense. Um, Florida's always been real bad about doing it that weekend before, and and when you get weather, and then maybe a team has to win two games on Sunday. Well, then you go play, you know, first game of region on Wednesday, and Florida a couple times had, you know, he can't use his top two or three arms the first two or three days because they just had to win on Sunday to get there. Um, So I don't really understand that, but, you know, I guess they get to make their own decisions. (laughs) So the bracket is already drawn in terms of who plays who, state-wise. Yes, that's that's, – already been drawn i think maybe they put it out there a couple of weeks ago um kind of got to dig around to find it but um it's out there i think uh first game start august the fourth i think the teams will travel down there on the third all right um would it be giving away any state secrets if we ask you who your game one starter is well if i knew 100 percent, i would tell you oh. um It'll either be um, game one or two. Just we haven't decided who's going which night. Will be um, Hargrove or, or Shelton Blackwell, and whoever doesn't start game one will start game two. Two different styles. Yeah, two definitely different styles. Um, and once again, as y'all were talking, you know, best out of five that that kind of brings in managing styles and how you manage your bullpen. Um, you know, Legion follows the pitch smart rule. So, you know, once a guy goes over 30 pitches, you know, depending on how many he throws after that, he's sitting, you know, anywhere from one to four days. So, you know, that probably factors in how you handle your guys early in the tournament for sure. Um, but I expect those two guys to be our, our game one and two starter. It just kind of depends on which way we decide to go with it. Does that leave Grant Burleson coming out of the pen for you, or does that leave him as a game three starter, or does that depend on how things go, or is it yes? Yeah, it kind of depends on his health. Um, you know, at, we'll see where he is. He, he was a little sore last week. Um, so, you know, hopefully we have him at minimum out of the pen, but but there's, there's a chance he might not throw it all. So, um, you know, if we get to – a fifth game, it, it could get interesting. Yeah, no question there. <laughs> Everything gets interesting in game five. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well. You know, Scott, when you and I talked um, a couple of days ago, you were supposed to have played the post-19 juniors last night. That game got scratched. Um, your game in Nashville over the weekend against the Flyers got scratched, or your doubleheader. So – Y'all's last time on the field in a competitive situation was last Wednesday when you went down to um, Madison Academy and played post-237 out of Huntsville. Um, Not having played for almost 10 days when you get to Friday's game one, what are your thoughts as far as that goes? I mean, obviously the the biggest things you're worried about um, is, you know, on the hitting side, just not have seen as much live pitching, just kind of be ready ready to go right out and, and maybe a little bit on the fielding side too, just, just being comfortable out there. Um, you know, cause like you said, last Wednesday would have been your last kind of real game. And before that it was 
Saturday in Tupelo because Sunday was rained out there. So um, get together tonight and, and, and do, you know, kind of just a small little inner squad, just kind of maybe get guys back in the flow of, of seeing some live pitching and, and building their position. Um, but the fear is always, you know, after a lengthy layoff, just having your timing on the hitting side. Um, you know, pitcher-wise, it, it actually might not be a bad thing just to kind of have a little time off. But but on the hitting side, I think it's where where the concern is. That's an understandable uh, worry. I mean, you need to hit the ball. Yeah, and- yeah I mean, it, it, it's a uh, – Surprisingly, it's hard to win when you don't score. <laughs> well, not having any trouble. Wait a minute. You, you, you've been coaching how long? A uh, couple of years. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm glad that you came to grips with that reality. And, and as yeah. I've mentioned on this show multiple times, Bobby Bragan's book title, you can't hit the ball with the bat on your shoulder. So swing hard yeah. in case you in hit case it. In case you hit it. <laughs> That's 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 my coaching mantra. Swing hard in case you hit it. <laughs> Scott, man, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We look forward to covering you guys all weekend long and uh, in the next week if necessary. Yeah, hope so. And, and, and thanks for reaching out and, and all y'all do. No problem. Scott Beasley there on Coach's Corner brought to you by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. Go see Renee and the gang. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. It's Braves, and we don't want to talk about it. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Now, welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Oh man, we are glad to have you here with us. Ah, oh, that's I could have sworn that's that's what it is right there. Um, happy to have you guys with us on Southern. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> New systems, guys. New systems. I'm gonna steal one from you. This is a mellow behest right here. <laughs> That's a whole ordeal. Oh uh, yeah, but we're glad to have you with us. Thirteen minutes to the top of the hour. We, we 
off the air, we were talking quite a bit about the Oklahoma Texas stuff, and we want we want to give it as much do as much time as we can possibly give it. So we're going to wait till the next hour to talk about it. But we are going to talk. But about we it. are going to talk about it. Take no mistake. <laughs> what we are going to also talk about is the apparent um, just embarrassment that the Braves are right now, currently, as they are down four nothing after three hits in the top of the first inning given up by Bryce Wilson, who has been awful every time he's come up this year. And after being so good in the the NLCS last year. I mean, this is a guy who beat Clayton Kershaw. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, okay, Brian Snitker. Yeah, I'm I'm defaulting to Brian Snitker on this one. I mean, he doesn't have to wait till the bullpen comes in to not know today, I don't think. So, um... Yeah, I mean, four nothing. Four nothing. He gave up four in the first. In the first. You know, this offense has been so sporadic that it's tough to spot another team four before you even pick up the bats. Yeah. Freddie Freeman currently at bat, and I have a statistic for you that I would like to read at this time because it may be even better than the stat of the day. This, my friends, is a statistic. I'm talking about something that I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it ever. But the Atlanta Braves first baseman, Freddie Freeman. Let's see here. He just uh, he struck out looking after 10 pitches. He has not swung and missed since July 11th. He's not swung at a pitch and not at least fouled it off in two weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, that's called locked in. Talk about beach balls. That's 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 one of those, if it's a strike, Mr. Williams will tell you it's a strike kind of deal. Which is why... Him striking out looking is pretty evident that it probably wasn't a strike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. He took a strike in the early game, and you know how Freddie does. He's not very demonstrative. He's just He just kind of drops his head and drags his bat on the ground and, and takes an extra second to get reset up and – it's like you know. It's kind of like when you're a kid, when you when your parents look at you and just say, "I'm disappointed in you." You know, it, it's worse than when they actually get the belt out. It was um, not that I'm encouraging capital punishment, y'all, um, but it's um, it was one of those deals where, yeah, it may, maybe you missed that one, bro. <laughs> you know. And in fact, he did. Uh, yeah, because it was about two balls. Outside of the little rectangle that they put up on the screen there. According to the rectangle on this one, it was it was a strike. Um, so, mm. yeah, it, he, he probably just got fooled by a fastball because he had seen like four change-ups in a row. Locked him up, huh? Yeah. So, it happens. Uh, yeah, it, it does. You know, that that's the way it goes. But he has not swung and missed at a pitch since July 11th. That's 20, after today, 25 play appearances. Solid. That's insane to me. I, yeah. That was a stat. I was like, man, I, I got to get that one in. There you go. Um, you don't need Georgia's stat today. After that, no, I, that there's your no, stat of the day. Georgia's stat is still pretty, 
pretty fascinating. Let's not talk about today's Braves. Let's talk about Let's yesterday's. Let's talk about yesterday's Braves. The non-inning yeah. Braves. Yeah. The Tookie Toussaint Braves. Still don't understand this stat line, but <laughs> whatever. Tookie, in his first major league start of the season, and there's a really good – I say this a lot. There's a really good article on The Athletic by David O'Brien about his performance last night. But um, six and two-thirds innings, three hits – Two of those hits he gave up with two outs in the seventh. So he had given up one through six and a third. Um, Three hits, one earned run, two walks, five strikeouts. Through 79 pitches? 79 pitches, 48 for strikes. That's dealing. So. And efficient. Almost seven innings, and he barely threw over, well, almost 80 pitches. Just under 80. That, that's – heck, if you get through five innings and throw 80 pitches these days. These days, right? Yeah, get off my lawn. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, really. And, and you know, he talked about after the game about just being efficient and how he feels like that really is something that he needs to work on, just, just pounding the strike zone, filling it up, and, and went out and did that yesterday. And I don't know that anybody, when they saw that – Tuki Toussaint was going to make his first start of the season yesterday, envisioned him going six and two-thirds. No, I, I certainly didn't expect this stat line. Um, but as we've talked about, Tuki has really pitched well at every level this year so far, and getting him to nearly seven innings is – is impressive in its own right. And, and it was really – it was it seemed like it was going to be important. And as we watch Bryce Wilson today, you feel like it's going to be even more important that they didn't have to get into the bullpen yesterday any earlier than they did with today's doubleheader. Yeah, no question there. So now you've got – I'm hearing that Travis Darno is now traveling – or will be traveling with the team to to get some extra work in. I expect he'll probably see Gwinnett at least for a little bit. But one thing that they talked about on the broadcast today, Tom Glavin and, and Chip Carey talked about, you know, Waskari Noah, you have two options with him. You can either bring him back as a bullpen piece and not worry about sending him down to stretch him out and just let him throw an inning or two here and there. Or you can send him down and stretch him out and try to get him back to a starting role. At this point, I'm not sure that's necessary. We need a lot more help in the bullpen where Enoa can be incredibly effective. The starting rotation that we have is pretty solid. As we've talked about starters coming out of the bullpen, your one concern is those got the preparation is so much different. Well, but Enoa was a bullpen guy last year. So he so under, it shouldn't he, be that it, tough it for him different. to readjust. Right. He actually had to adjust this year. To starting. To starting. Adjusted pretty well. <laughs> he did. He did, in fact, adjust pretty well. So you, you can get the immediate effect of a, of a Waskari Noah without having to send him down and do any rehab, or at least much more than maybe a game or two rehab uh, where he comes out of the pen. The only thing about him coming out of the bullpen is 
you're not going to get to hit him as much. That is the issue. And that's another thing that, that I would like to, to perhaps talk about is, is it time to move on from Pablo Sandoval? He's one for his last 26. Dude, he's not going to do anything but pinch hit. And so why pin- is he on my bench? Because we have nobody else. I get that. Well, just like you were just saying to Scott Beasley, swing hard in case you hit it. What's he got? Four home runs off the bench? That, those were all before June. They, <laughs> he hasn't hit a baseball in two months. So, so, so you have decided <laughs> he's not going to hit any more? I don't think it's worth throwing him out there in the event that he does. When Who you, are you going to throw out Christian there Christian Pache. At least get him some at-bats. I mean, if he strikes out, he strikes out. Whoop-dee. Ain't no worse than going one for 26. You've already started his clock. Why not? And then, when you need him on defense, you can use him on defense. Anyway, you can't use Panda on defense. No, no, you can't. can't. (laughs) So That's that's (laughs) no argument here. No, you can't. So, I, I, my point is... Can Pache give hugs when other people hit <laughs> That's the runs, problem. Right? He doesn't give any hugs. Well, there you go. <laughs> and this is the issue. That's It's a big deal. <laughs> it really is. This you, you guys think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you, that type of stuff is what made this Braves team so good the last two or three years. It's the, the umbrella that Josh Donaldson carried around first and second. I mean... Like, that's the dumb stuff that made this team fun. You you know, you had a stat about Freddie. I got a stat that bears mentioning came up during last night's game. Guillermo Heredia. <laughs> yeah. 22 doubles. He's in the top ten in the National League seventh. in doubles. He, yeah, well, he was seventh then, I'm, and I don't know what's transpired since then. Ozzy had one today. He's so, had 28 on the year. So, I mean – Who'd have thunk that Guillermo Heredia was in the top ten in the league in anything? <laughs> not I, not I. So there you go. All right, we got about a minute and a half, so let's give them this day in Braves history real quick. It's a quick one. July twenty first, nineteen seventy three. Hank Aaron became the second major leaguer to hit seven hundred career home runs, going deep against Philadelphia's Ken Brett in the third inning of an eight four loss at Fulton County Stadium. There you go. Hey, real quick before we get out of here, we, we're not going to have a lot of time to talk about, but we don't have a whole lot of information on it. Maria Taylor is leaving ESPN, headed to NBC, and this is huge for her, and I think huge for NBC's broadcast. She's really going to get, add a lot to it. Very versatile. Um, I would think you're going to see her on some Notre Dame football, um, maybe Sunday night in America or their Sunday night NFL football. Uh, again, very versatile, very talented, and – Good to see her moving on from what had to be an uncomfortable situation at her previous place of business. Well, everything at that place of employment is uncomfortable, uncomfortable and messy. So, isn't it though? Isn't it though? Everything, everybody, it's insane. Messy. I don't even know how they how they continue to screw it all up, but whatever. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, Steve Irvine. Down in Birmingham, I'm going to talk about Conference USA as he, well, he's not in Birmingham. He's at the beach, so we'll get to it. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around on the other side. <laughs> 